Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm in Morgantown at the West Virginia University Practice Facility, and, I have to say, I don't have a lot of people on the nice list. I do have a gift for Emmett Matthews, who is a staple of the nice list every year. Cole Johnson gets a toy. James Oconquo gets one as well. Those young men are deserving of toys. I'm afraid the naughty list is quite long for this address. Jimmy Bell has been naughty near the basket. Tree Mitchell has been naughty by telling his opponents that they are too small. Kedrian Johnson is on the naughty list because he loves to steal the basketball from anyone who has it. Joe Towsint has been naughty with how he dribbles the ball. It leaves gentlemen frustrated. And at the top of my naughty list, Eric Stevenson. Why, I can't say what he said to that Florida cheerleader in Portland, but Santa sees everything. Eric cannot make up for that. Well, I'm off to my next stop. It's a long night. Santa wants to wish all Mountaineer fans a merry, merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Schadenfreude? Everybody must have screamed, Ah! He's a sung hero. Little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. You mean to tell me that Warren Baker's never heard the truck with no rear view mirror story? Are you telling me that he got the 2022 before he knew about that story? Get out of here. Is that a bit? Is Warren Baker doing a bit? If so, I respect it. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh with This is episode 12, Stony Brook, and this was a stinker. It happens. You know, we got the 12 games into the season before West Virginia had their first full stinker. And I got to say, it's good if you can win your stinker game, right? Will this be the last stinker game for WVU this season? Probably not. They'll probably lay another egg, possibly more than that. It was a good run. 11 games, no full stinker game, even with two double-digit losses on their resume. It was not a full stinker. Tonight, I would argue full stinker, but it was the Stony Brook, not the Stony Brooks, <laughs> the Stony Brook Seawolves. I would have, you could have given me 200 guesses and I would have never guessed Seawolf. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm Googling it. It exists, but there's like a Vancouver Seawolf. Then there's like a mythical creature, which is what Stony Brook is claiming. Uh, Sean Cronin sent me an email saying when he sees Stony Brook on the ticker, he thinks storybook. So they're not the storybook. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not the storybook Stony Brooks, which if I saw the storybook Stony Brooks on the schedule, I'm marking that as a win. Anyways, West Virginia won a stinker, 75-64. Listen. It's the game before Christmas break, and we've seen it this week. West Virginia's next opponent, Kansas State, they beat Radford by eight at home with love and respect to Darius Nichols. Radford, not there yet. 
Iowa in a more dire situation. They had and they had two starters out, but it was a home game against Eastern Illinois. And Eastern Illinois beat Iowa in Iowa by double digits. And look at Kim Pomeroy's computer on what it thinks of Eastern Illinois and get back to me. Yes, they had two starters out. West Virginia had one starter out. But <laughs> you would think after a uh, pretty much a sleepwalk game in the last game against Buffalo, it's like, let's not look past Stony Brook for Christmas, you know? And it didn't go that way. And listen, these guys have the internet. In addition to Christmas break being the next thing on their schedule, they could have looked up on the computer like I looked up the computer, uh, what Stony Brook, what their record is, losing record, what the computer says, bad at offense, bad at defense. Ken Pomeroy's computer has Stony Brook as better than 27 teams in Division One. Not good. They He has them worse than 335 teams in Division One. That's really bad. Really bad. And yet Stony Brook, not that it ever got to where it was true bite your fingernails time, but they never, West Virginia tried to pull away and Stony Brook got it to single digits with two minutes left. So credit to, <laughs> I want to credit the Seawolves. Now, Eric Stevenson, after the game, he did the classic, <laughs> no disrespect to that team. And then what followed after after that was something completely disrespectful. No disrespect. He said, no disrespect. I'm paraphrasing. No disrespect to Stony Brook, but we should have beat that team by 40. No, disres- no disrespect to that team. They shouldn't have been on the floor with us. Very disrespectful things <laughs> that Eric Stevenson said. A, a hint of truth in that, you would argue, but it's not. You don't play the games on paper. You don't play the games on the computer. And the team did not look interested. And listen, was not expecting Kedrian Johnson to have to play 37 minutes against the Seawolves. <laughs> Thought we'd see Josiah Davis. Did not see him. No Pat Sumnick appearance. Josiah Harris played two quick minutes before he got yanked. Mo Wagi can't help but dribble the basketball. I, he's got to stop dribbling the basketball. <laughs> I mean, I get it if he's doing a pose move, he's got it like eight feet from the basket. But if he's at the foul line, they're a hey, Mo. They're giving you a little bit of space because they want you to dribble the basketball. Okay. This was West Virginia's worst field goal percentage of the season in the Coliseum. Second worst of the year, Purdue was the worst. And so in addition to, to arm sleeve E-Steve saying disrespectful things about the Seawolves, him and Joey T were saying, hey, this is a trap game, classic trap game. And with love and respect to Joey T and arm sleeve E-Steve, can't be a trap game. Not a trap game, because a trap game is when you're looking forward to the next opponent and you can overlook a team. I would argue that the trap can't be Christmas. <laughs> the trap can't be because no matter what, you're going home to see your family, regardless of if you win or lose the game. So it's not a trap. <laughs> you can't. 
you can't get up for going home for Christmas and overlook the sea wolves. So I would argue not a trap game, but you can see the circumstances that where the team was not fully focused one eye towards, you know, getting home. Totally get that. And so, like I said, at the end of the last episode of this podcast, I'm only going to read into the, what happened during this game if West Virginia lost the game. And they did not. So outside of an Auburn game in January, this is it for the out-of-conference schedule. And let's put a bow on it. This is the last game of the 2022 portion of the out-of-conference schedule. And West Virginia has 10 wins. All 10 wins were by double digits. So that's that's very solid. West Virginia undefeated in the Coliseum. West Virginia has two losses on the season. Both of those were double-digit losses, so not great, but neither one of those stinker games. One loss was to an undefeated team that's still undefeated and number one in the AP poll and has a giant that's really good at basketball, and one to a team who's only lost to other teams in the AP Top 20. They're undefeated in Big East play. And... 12 games again, one full stinker, which was against the Story Brooks, Stony Brooks. 12 games, West Virginia shot 50% or better in six of their 12 games. They did not do that tonight. West Virginia scored 80 in seven of their 12 games. Didn't happen against Storybook. Held below 70 just once to Purdue with the Giant that's really good at basketball. So going back to my flimsy predictions in the preseason, I predicted nine out-of-conference wins. West Virginia has 10. I'll give you my thinking there. I thought West Virginia would go one and two in the tournament in Portland, and they flipped that. They went two and one. They smoked Florida in that last game, the best I've felt after a game this season. And so they have a chance to win 11 out-of-conference games this season and that 11th win could come versus Auburn in the Coliseum next month. And just without knowing anything about Auburn other than they're a good team and a ranked team, I think they're a ranked team, they're always really good, is that Auburn will come to Morgantown. It'll be their third road game out of four games. And they'll have the pressure of Charles Barkley watching them. Charles Barkley is a special guest of the Bob Huggins Fish Fry this year, which is an amazing idea and amazing that Bob Huggins could get Charles Barkley to come to Morgantown. So that'll be fantastic. You should definitely check that out. Uh, but 10 and 3 or 11 and 2, either one, very solid. Not, you know, there were some cupcakes on the schedule, but also some good resume builders that win at Pittsburgh, looking better and better, the more Pittsburgh wins. Florida win, I don't care if they're, I think they're at seven and five. They got beat by Oklahoma this week at Charlotte, in Charlotte. Uh, so I don't know how good they are. The computer says they're good, and so hopefully they get some more wins in the SEC. It doesn't change how great that win was in my mind. But 12 games in, what do we know about this team? We know that they're good at shooting the ball. We know that they can get turnovers, especially at the at the guard position. And this team exudes confidence. 
led by arm sleeve Steve, senior, older guys, Joe Toussaint, confident, Keity Johnson, confident, Trey Mitchell, I think is confident, Emmett Matthews, fifth year Emmett Matthews back home, he's exuding confidence. So those are great, those are great things to have when you get to this next part of the schedule. The problems, we all know the problems. This team is not good at rebounding. They broke even with with the Sea Wolves tonight. They're not good at passing. I mean, poor Jimmy Bell. Like he's open and he wants the ball. Yeah, he he got the double team one time and threw it four rows up. But he's a willing passer and he's got position and he's given the ball. And not just Jimmy Bell, there's other guys that are getting open that West Virginia is not they the ball sticks a little bit so they're not good at passing and they're also not good at not fouling <laughs> they're not good at not fouling the other team which could be a problem the nba season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns Yes, the Lakers are not going to go 0-82. Yes, the Bucks are not going to go 82-0. But will Javon Carter stay in the starting lineup? Will Deuce McBride make it in the rotation for the Knicks? When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is easy to use. You can do your same-game parlay. Really easy, gives you the odds. Definitely check it out. So download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That's the out-of-conference schedule. West Virginia's 10-2. and two, And so you know what comes next. You know what time it is. Like this, these 12 games have been fairly relaxed. I have been excited in the, the more in the tougher opponent games. And, but as far as the nerves, it's going to kick in now for 19 straight games. It's, there is no, the cupcakes are over. Sea Wolves, you're not getting any more Sea Wolves. You're not getting any Ivy League schools. You're not getting Portland State. It's the gauntlet. And it's always the gauntlet. It's never, since West Virginia has entered this conference, it's never not been a gauntlet. Even if there were some, hey, what do we call it? Get right games. There, There was a time early in West Virginia's time in the Big 12 where there were some get-right games, Circle TCU, (laughs) that used to be a get-right game. Texas Tech used to be a get-right game. There's no get-right games now. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was that one season that Iowa State didn't win a Big 12 game. But for for sure, this season, barring anything weird happening, there are no there is no get right game. <laughs> There's not. And think about it. Like look around this year. The Big 12 does not have a, a basement. The Big Ten, great basketball conference. Lots of very solid teams. A few teams have their eyes on the national championship. They've got Minnesota to kick around. Sorry, Minnesota. SEC, lots of really good basketball teams. Auburn's going to come to Morgantown. They're going to be a good basketball team. But the SEC, they've got South Carolina to kick around. Big East, strong basketball conference. Witnessed a, I think, upper-tier Big East team um, in Cincinnati, the, the Xavier Musketeers. Strong basketball conference. That strong basketball conference that WVU used to be a part of has always had the paw. As great as the Big East can be, they've got the Blue Demons. And right now, they've got Patrick Ewing co- coaching Georgetown, which is basically DePaul with love and respect to to Patrick Ewing and with love and respect to Georgetown. Pac-12, you know, UCLA, they are they're back and they've got guys who are tournament tested and they're looking for a national championship. And there's other teams in the Pac-12 that are really good. They also have a dumpster fire in Oregon State and they've got a 1 in 12 California Bears team. ACC, they had two teams in the Final Four last year. How, like, of course the ACC has to be a gauntlet, right? Boston College, always there for you. <laughs> Sorry, Boston College, it, but you're always there. I don't care what your record is. You could be undefeated, and I would say get right game, circle the Boston College game. It's just Boston College, you know this, it's just been that way. Florida State this season, 4-10. and 10. Louisville, dumpster fire. So you look across all the other major conferences and you've got one, you've got at least one get-right game. And I'm not – it's it's a conference play. It's round robin. There's going to be teams that lose a lot more than they win. That doesn't mean that they're a bad team. And I don't think there's a bad team in the Big 12 this year. No basement teams, no trap games, gauntlet from beginning to end. It's it's really crazy. And West Virginia starts this season's gauntlet with two on the road. This will be out of 11 seasons. I, I looked this up, and this is not something that you can bank on. I'm just telling you, you know, I'm just here to tell you things that have happened. They do not predict the future. <laughs> Past performance does not guarantee future results. That is standard language in investments and it's standard language on this podcast. That being said, <laughs> with all that being said, West Virginia, since they've been in the Big 12, have started with two games on the road in Big 12 play. This will be the seventh season out of 11. Seven times they've started with two games on the road, start including this season. This season they start at Kansas State, and then they go to Stillwater at Oklahoma State. Let me tell you the six other seasons that West Virginia started with two road games. 
And, and here's the facts. In those six times, they've never come back empty-handed. They've never come back 0-2. So they have at least won one game. Multiple times they've come back 2-0. And in those six times, five of those seasons, they've made the NCAA tournament. The other time, they were on their way up, and they that was a team that made the NIT. So six times they've started Big 12 play with two games on the road. Six times they've made a postseason tournament. What the schedule has to do with WVU making the tournament or not making the tournament, there shouldn't be any correlation there. I'm just telling you, it's happened six times prior to this season, and they've made a tournament every single time, okay? And on the flip side, the four seasons that they didn't start the Big 12 schedule with two games on the road, let me reel them off for you. You'll remember all of these, and not in a good way. Last season, they didn't start with two on a road losing record the year before that they didn't start with two road games that team made the ncaa tournament that team also saw oscar shibway disappear mid-season so overall good season but we definitely remember what happened in the middle of that season in not a good way the third time 2018 2019 losing record the fourth time, 2012-2013, their first season in the Big 12, did not, <laughs> did not win more games than they, than they lost. So that, I'm telling you, that doesn't make any sense as a stat. That when the Big 12 comes up with a schedule and tells WVU where they're playing, there's no power in them saying, hey, WVU, you're going to start Big 12 play at home. There's no power in that. But what I'm telling you is when they've done that, it's forebode bad things. <laughs> Every time, even in the year where they made the tournament. And when the Big 12 has rolled out the schedule and said, you know what, WVU, before you get into classes for the spring semester, Go ahead and take a two-game road trip when they've said that. Sight unseen. Like they they I mean, I guess they have an idea who's playing for WVU. But in those years, West Virginia has won more games that they've lost. And five of those six times they would have they either made the NCAA tournament or they would have, thanks, pandemic. You know what I mean? So something to keep in mind without any of the Big 12 games being played. If, his, if, if past performance did guarantee future results, I would guarantee that West Virginia is going to make a postseason tournament, most likely the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I'm not saying that because you can't do that. I'm just telling you what history has said, right? Now, this season at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State, they come back home. What do they have waiting for them? They've got Kansas and Baylor back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. We're done with the road trip. What do we got? Kansas, who's reloaded. Baylor, who shoots a million threes a game and makes a bunch of them. And we know a guy who, who plays for Baylor. We know him intimately. Later in the season, there's two more two-game road trips. One of those is going to be at Texas, at Baylor. Texas really good. 
they have a weird thing going on with their head coach. I'm being uh, generous there. And then Baylor, of course, I, I mentioned Baylor. And then the other two-game road trip starts with a trip to Allen Fieldhouse, where West Virginia's never won a game there. And then they go to Iowa State. So you know, I know, gauntlet. Positive news just based on scheduling, based on history. And specifically for what we know about this team, and the goal in any gauntlet is to win the games you have at home. You have a home court advantage in the Coliseum. Games, they are announced on the broadcast tonight. Games have already sold out for later in the season. So there's excitement for this team. People are into this team. They like what this team is laying down. And so the Coliseum is going to be filled. The competition is going to be tough. And so when a team comes to town and all of these teams are coming from another time zone, they don't want to be in the Eastern time zone. They None of them want to be in Morgantown. And you should take advantage of that and try to win every single home game on the schedule. That should be, even if you're a really good pick to be top one or two in the league, the, the baseline goal is to win all your home games. And then everything past that, is cream cheese. And I think this team has, it's going to be tough to go undefeated at home in a season, but I think this team has an outside chance of doing that. And again, for postseason purposes, if this team finishes nine and nine, eight and 10, that's, that's a NCAA tournament resume worth looking at. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles is a sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt, and they're looking to buy things. It's the holiday season, but sometimes it's not the holiday season. And all year round, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles are looking to buy stuff. And they're telling you in the name what they're looking for. They're looking for sports cards, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, World Cup, cards i don't know do they exist possibly collectibles and that can be a vast universe but think wrestling figures think action figures something people like to collect comic books that's a collectible and it's a collectible that you can read unless it's sealed up i don't know the specifics but anyways freeman's sports cards and collectibles they're looking to buy this stuff if you've got something like that that you would like to sell, call them at 304-416-3631, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. So the next game for WVU is on New Year's Eve, the last day of the calendar year, 7 p.m., ESPN Plus, Manhattan, Kansas, West Virginia will go on the road to start the Big 12 schedule to play the Kansas State Wildcats. This is not, you know, this new guy does not have the same hair as the previous guy at Kansas State, one Bruce Weber. Kansas State is 11 and 1. You look at the schedule, there's not they haven't there's not a signature win for Kansas State that they did beat LSU. In the Cayman Islands, that's probably their best win, according to the computer. 
Keontae Johnson has transferred there. He's great at basketball. He has an even more amazing life story. So Google that guy and what he's been through. Kansas State have not watched them play, but they turn people over, according to statistics. They also give up the ball. My concern there is that that resume of frequent turnovers also comes with uh, Kansas State being fourth in the country in assisted field goals. Number two in the country, Xavier. And so West Virginia played Xavier on the road, didn't go well. West Virginia beat Kansas State two out of three last year, lost in Manhattan last season. WVU will be Kansas State's toughest opponent to date. They've got a new coach. They've got something to prove. They come in with an 11-1 and record. This is going to be a tough one. Um, zero trap games left. <laughs> West Virginia cannot – both teams are, will have a long break before this one, so – Conditioning will play a role in this one, and let's see how West Virginia does in against a team that has a lot to prove and would like to make a statement in their first Big 12 game. Let the gala begin. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Maybe even check it out on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 10 wins and they have two losses.